You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. There are roughly 55 million potholes in the United States, and some of you, yeah, you know these potholes well as they're on your normal path that you take to work or uh, to the store or, or to church. Uh, many of you have seen many potholes. And not only do we have to deal with potholes, but we have to deal with sinkholes. I, I was looking at some pictures of potholes and sinkholes, and in one of these I, I saw how a whole school bus was stuck in this giant pothole in, in Michigan. I put in your digital bulletin of how a car was swallowed up into a sinkhole and, and potholes and sinkholes are caused both by the same thing. They're caused by erosion. Uh, erosion is the process by which the surface of the earth gets worn down. And today we're going to talk about a form of erosion. It's called compromise. Last week we started a series called Didn't See It Coming. It's based off of a book by Kerry Newhoff. And when we talk about compromise, compromise can be a good thing. When you're in the midst of an argument, it's good to sit down and talk about things and trying to come to a compromise to, to bring peace in the situation. Um, but that's not the type of compromise I'm talking about. I'm talking about the compromises, that, the decisions that we make in our life that affect our character. I'm talking about the erosion that may be taking place in your life and the erosion of our integrity. And, and I just want to say up front, we have to be on our guard against this erosion of, uh, of the potholes and the sinkholes in our life. Uh, recently, I read a, a devotion called The Likeness of Men uh, off of Version, and, and the author was telling of how he went to a restaurant uh, with his family, and he had a $5 off coupon. He get, gave it to the waitress. The waitress came back, and instead of taking $5 off, uh, the total bill was $5. And this author had a decision to make. He could have easily just, just paid uh, this, this $5 for the whole meal. of his. He had three other family members there with him. Uh, it was, he could have paid off the kiosk and could have left. Um, but instead, he ended up having the waitress come over and said, Hey, I think you made a mistake. It's just supposed to be $5 off, not the bill being $5. And, and she was so grateful, and the manager came over and was so grateful. And we could say, hey, what's the big deal? I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. It was the waitress's mistake. I mean, it was just a few bucks. But for this man, he wanted to be as honest as he possibly could. And he wasn't going to sell out his integrity over three or four mills. Well, we see another man in the Bible who did great things, was a man after God's own heart. Um, but he didn't see compromise coming in his life. He didn't see the erosion taking place in his character. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn uh, to 2 Samuel chapter 11. We, we see a snapshot of erosion taking place in King David's life. David was a man who fought Goliath, this, this giant. He, he fought mighty or he led uh, a lot of his men into battle, and, and he won a lot of battles. But we see in verse 1, it says, In the spring of year, when kings normally go out to war, and, and instead of David going, he sends Joab uh, the, and, and the Israelite army to fight the Ammonites. And they destroyed the Ammonite army, and they laid siege to the city of Rabath. However, David stayed behind in Jerusalem. David had become complacent. 
lazy, maybe even apathetic. And, and this should always be a warning sign that if we have those things in our life, uh, that compromise is, is closer than we think. Uh, often we don't see it coming, but if we have those things, those are warning signs that, hey, if we become complacent, we better watch out. And, and we see that maybe David thinks, ah, you know, I'm king. I don't need to go out to battle anymore. I've, I've fought a lot of battles, so let me send someone else. But we began to see the erosion taking place in his life. If we keep on reading in verse 2, late one afternoon after his midday rest. Now David was taking naps instead of fighting in battles. David got up out of bed and was walking on the roof of the palace, probably just admiring uh, how great everything was, his kingdom. And as he looked out over the city, he noticed a woman of unusual beauty taking a bath. And he sent someone to find out who she was. And he, and, and she, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. And then David sent messengers to get her, and when she came to, to the palace, he slept with her. Uh, she had just completed her, uh, the purification riots of having her menstrual period. And, and, and later, De, uh, Bathsheba ends up finding out she's pregnant. So she sends a messenger to David saying, I'm pregnant. Can you imagine what David was thinking when he heard those words? See, David was no longer focused on leading God's people. He was no longer focused on doing what God wanted him to do. He was focused on what he wanted. And when we end up being focused on our wants and when we become selfish, erosion takes place very quickly. And there was even warning signs for David. Hey, Bathsheba, that's Uriah's wife, David. He's one of your men in the army. He's out in battle right now and you're requesting her to come to the palace. And, and so we, we see that David ends up sending, for her, sending her for her, and he ends up sleeping with her. He ends up committing adultery. And maybe he thinks he's going to get by with it, but then she becomes pregnant. And if we keep on reading in the story, David, instead of confessing his sin right then and stopping and doing what's right, he tries to cover it up. He sends for Uriah to come, by, come back off the battlefield and tries to get him to come home and, and sleep with Bathsheba. And that way, uh, it will look like it's uh, his child. Uh, but Uriah is an honorable man, and he won't go inside to sleep with his wife. He actually sleeps at the door. So David tries again by getting him drunk. And again, Uriah won't do this. And then ultimately, David orders Joab to to have Uriah murdered by making it look like a battlefield accident. And not only did Uriah die, but there was other men that died, all to try to cover up David's sin, his adultery. And, and we just see this very, very sad story here. Compromise after compromise. I, I, I don't think David ever thought that he would end up there. But eventually he did. And David's compromise didn't just affect him. It affected Bathsheba. A child died because of his sin. Uh, Uriah died and other soldiers died. Joab, his commander, got tangled up in David's sin. Compromise often has a domino effect. It affects more people than what we could realize. And Satan tricks us into thinking that our sin just affects us. But it affects 
more people than what we could ever imagine. See, spiritual erosion is hard to detect because it's slow and subtle. It's below the surface. But I do believe that there are some warning signs that, that are there that, that help us realize that we're drifting. And, and many of these are found in this book, didn't see it coming. And so I want to go through these pretty quickly. First of all, there's a growing gap between your public life and your private life. There's a growing gap between your public life and your private life. If you have this one image this way, but you're totally different in your private life, that's a warning sign. It's one thing to make the front yard look nice, but how's the backyard look like? If that gap is huge, you know there's a problem. That's a warning sign that you may be drifting toward compromise. Secondly, if you're hiding things. If you don't want your spouse to see your text or hear your voice messages, or if you have to delete your browser history. If you're hiding things from your boss and your friends. There, that's a warning like coming up on your spiritual dash, dashboard that you're headed toward compromise. Thirdly, you're not being honest. If you don't tell your boss the whole truth, if you try to uh, fudge on your, on your expense report, if you're trying to cut corners on projects, if you're cheating on your taxes, if you're lying in any form or fashion, you're heading toward compromise. Erosion is taking place in your character. Fourthly, if you just you justify your bad actions or your decisions, we find ways to justify what we're doing. You, you pay a little too much attention to your coworker, or you hope that they notice you, and, and you justify it by saying, well, your marriage has grown cold, and, and that happens to all couples, and, and, and it's not that big a deal. Or you think, you know what, I can treat anybody any way I want to, because that's what you have to do to move up the ladder of success. You, you began to, to think of ways that you can, you can get money and, and you justify your greed in doing whatever it takes to, to get more things and more money. And, and then fifthly, the fifth warning sign is your life has become all about you. When your life becomes all about your desires, your wants, compromise is knocking on the door of your heart. You know, we've all failed and we've all had times of compromise. And, but we don't have to let erosion keep on taking place. Uh, if you look in, in the next chapter, in chapter 12 of 2 Samuel, we see Nathan the prophet comes and he confronts the king, King David. And he, and he tells him, hey, you've sinned and, and we know about it and God knows about it. And David eventually repented. He had some serious consequences. But God continued to love him. One of my dear friends once found a wallet in the street and he took the money out, but then he mailed the wallet uh, to, this, to this person. Uh, but as time went on, the Holy Spirit just kept on uh, convicting my friend. And so eventually he ended up writing a note uh, to this person who uh, wallet that he had sent to. And he said, hey, I just want you to know I'm, I found your wallet and I took the money out. But I'm a Christian, and, and God has convicted me what I did was wrong. And so he ended up writing a check uh, for the rest of that money. And there's going to be times that we mess up. But are we listening to God's voice? Are we letting the Holy Spirit convict us? Some of you, you have some potholes. Some of them are maybe more like sinkholes in your life. 
You failed, and, and God is saying, it's not too late. Come back to me. Others of you, compromise is closer than you think. It's at the front door. It's knocking, knocking there uh, at the door and saying, hey, I, I, I'm ready for you to, to make some bad choices. It's peeking in the windows. Even when we mess up, even when we blow it like David, God still loves us. And so I want to encourage you to take this time, evaluate your life, and come clean with God.